Welcome back to the Cuddy and Gabby show. We're on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Tic Tac, Apple. And Gabby, I think this is our 19th or 20th episode. And when you get up to 100, you are, we're podcast superstars right now, but we will be really podcast superstars. 20 is pretty amazing, and we're thrilled that we're here. Um, we have Gavi the Great Kreskin, who last week is football picks. I think you were one and one. Uh, two, two and two. Two and two. Well, one and one college, one, one and one. one. Yeah. Yep. All right. It's a 50%. That's pretty good. So uh, why don't you tell us where you think we're – who's the pick of the week? Who's your pick of the week? Uh, well, I got, we got, we have, uh, I got two I, in college, I, and I got uh, three oh, in the pros. I have just hometown, Philly. You know, it's a big game, Philly-Dallas. You know, That's I'm, a division rivalry. I don't like that game. It's a tough, you don't? That's, that's a tough game. Three points in Philly. Yeah. I don't, okay. You know, I don't, there's a lot of, like, uh, I don't know about injuries. Eagles are going to have some back. but for my, Hurts. My, yeah, but my picks for right now, let's start with college. I'm going with a team that I don't like, which is Notre Dame. Notre Dame, minus three, over Clemson. Clemson was the team that I picked last week, and now I do, I'm do. i now a believer that they stink. So I'm going with Notre Dame, minus three, over Clemson, and then I'm going to go with the midshipmen, minus six and a half, that's Navy, over Temple. I truly believe if you bet against Temple, every game for the last six years— you could buy a condominium in Boca Raton. That's how much money you would have made. That's how bad Temple University is. And uh, in the pros, I like the Tennessee Titans plus two and a half over the Steelers, which is tonight. I like the Rams plus it's three. It's a Wednesday night game? There's uh, Wednesday I mean, th- Thursday, Thursday night. Tomorrow Thursday night. night. Sorry, tomorrow night. Yeah. I like the Rams plus three over the Packers. Okay. The Packers are no longer the same without Aaron Rodgers. And I like the Chargers minus three over the Jets because this is the time that they're making their mark for a playoff. And this is put up or shut up for the Jets. And they're not that good. They got lucky against the New York Giants. They got a miracle, a miracle against the New York Giants last week. All the Giants kicker had to do was make a 35-yard field goal, and it game's over. And they and the guy missed it. So you don't like the Eagles over Dallas? I like the know. Eagles over Dallas, but I don't know about if they can cover the three. It could be like a one-point yeah, game. it's at home, so the three points is equal to a home, right? So that's why I guess they're giving three. So the so the bookies are calling it an even game, right? All right, then then of course we have baseball. Rangers are one game ahead of the uh, um, no, the, they're one game away yeah, from actually yeah, winning for the first time right. ever, which right. is big. Who do you, for a team, but for an organization that has never won, you don't get to see that too often, you know. Uh, Arizona has won a world uh, has won a World Series after what four years in the league. So and, Texas. And did you see George W. Bush pitch the first? You know, yeah. throw out the first ball and he bounced it. He wasn't even. He was in the front of the mound. He pitched. He threw it and it bounced before the plate. Yeah, but the one that he ca- the one that counted was when it was in New York after nine eleven. That was right. He drilled it two years ago. So that shows a little bit of aged. A little age, deter- uh, you know, deterioration. No, maybe there. he's back on the sauce. How clo- how he cl- might be back on the sauce. How close would Joe Biden have to get to throw a ball? Oh, how God, close would he have he, to be? Can you imagine? I don't even know. Three that feet. He, could he walk to the mound? <laughs> could he make it to would the mound? Stumble? Would he know how to get <laughs> off the mound? <laughs> yeah, would he be able to get to the mound, <laughs> yeah. walk to the mound? 
And then, of course, you know, it's just I, I don't know whether it's in the sauce, the water. This year, the refs and the umpires, the calls are just so bad in some of these baseball games and football. It's just crazy. You know, uh, with the I I think they have to start looking into the money. I think that you know, with this uh, DraftKings and all the other. Uh, Sport, uh, barstool sports and all the stuff that you could gamble on. You know, this is this is kids. This could be a fourteen-year-old that puts ten dollars on the game. There is so much money being gambled today, legally, not illegally. That I think that some of these refs and umps. I mean, they're making. You know, they're making. Some are making two hundred thousand dollars a year to call a holding call. Nobody really questions it, that you get to have it delayed. You ever see these delayed calls where yeah. the, there's a touchdown, then all of a sudden you have to look and see that there's a flag down? So, I mean, there's a lot of I, – I think that you got to really be careful of stuff like that, and I think they need to bring in instant replay as, much as, possible, as much as possible, even on penalties. Well, especially on the check swing in baseball. Right. I mean, how's a guy at first or third really be able to see I, I agree. if a guy – I mean, the ball's going 90 miles an hour. The guy's turning a little. How? How they really make that call, and, and I have by, no idea. And by the way, it can change the whole game. Change the whole game. And if you're playing 162 games and you're sitting there in spring training in March and you already played the whole summer, it shouldn't come down to a guy 90 feet away determining if you It's ridiculous. Did I agree. So Gavi and I, as, as all are, I think it's over 130,000 listeners now, know we spend hours preparing for this uh, podcast and... Today we were talking, yesterday we were talking about our winners and losers, and literally we can devote the entire show to winners and losers. I mean, obviously, I, for me, I said one of the winners here is the, the missile defense companies that are making all these tanks and missiles. It's, they must be making so much money between, between Ukraine and Israel. Sad to say, they're and busy. And us leaving weapons in Afghanistan. Right. <laughs> I mean, $80, billion, $80 billion in weapons. And then another winner is obviously China and Russia, because they're they're on they're on the the side of this. You know, they're manipulating the world. And another winner, which is kind of going to be a little strange coming from me, is uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC. He's a winner. I don't know if you anybody caught or anybody still watches MSNBC, but if he gave like a four minute lecture lecture on Israel and how crazy he can't get over he just cannot get over how how people could be for Hamas how like you know they that they actually don't even believe what took place some of the you know they Israel had to show video of to the media of literally what took place and you know some people were crying when they saw what took place and um, well, that's a good point, because I did see something on Fox News that Fox News actually had their entire staff of broadcasters come in and watch the video, the actual video of the cutting of the heads off and the feet. And, and the feed and the murders that went they on. They were alive. The children were alive. Children were alive when they cut their hands and feed off. The mother was alive when they put a baby in an oven and turned on the oven and she heard her baby cry as he's being burned to death. Then they killed her after she witnessed her, like the like bringing up the Holocaust. So, I mean, for, for a 
for a country to have to show a video to get believed in today's times when the video came from Hamas. They were the ones that were wearing GoPros, a lot of them. And, you know, some was uh, just uh, surveillance videos, but that's ridiculous. Well, you have so many people that are conspiracy theorists that don't, that believe, especially with AI now, you know, these videos are manipulated, that they're not actual videos. And, you know, I'm glad it's coming out. I'm glad they showed it to all Fox. I'm impressed with CNN. I never liked CNN, but I watch it, and they're doing a decent job. But the winners also that we talked about are like this Trey Yanks. And even the reporters from CNN that are on the ground in Israel, right. it's amazing. That are in a war-torn area. You Would know? you ever do something like that? If they said to you, Gavi, you are a superstar podcaster. We want you and Cuddy to go over to Israel and do the podcast in Israel this week with the bombs going off in the background. Would you do it? No. You wouldn't? No. Not for anything. Really? I would like to sit on my sofa and watch them Tell me what's going on. I'm a believer. I would try of, it. Of, of, would you? Yeah, I'd do it. Why not? That's the difference. Would Come you, on. Let's you, take a shot. You wouldn't even go down Kensington to take a look <laughs> at the thing. Uh, I feel safer uh, in Israel, honestly. But, you know, uh, you know, you could tell me that one of the winners is uh, the LGBT uh, community. They're no longer... Uh, yeah, it's crazy, you know, the um, so the, uh, the Hamas, they have a, a, a specific point of view of the LGBTQ community. And, you know, what do you, what is that view? They they, you know, despise the they, they 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 kill anybody who's gay. They kill. Right. Shoot or, you know torture or whatever. So Hamas, they kill him, they, they torture him. So Hamas made an announcement they're no longer going to throw any LGBTQ community members off of any high-rise buildings in Gaza. Do you know why? Why? There's no more high-rise buildings <laughs> in Gaza. Oh, by the man, way, what the, a sick by, joke. By, we by are the, sick. By the way, the New York <laughs> Times, that's how they run with stories. They would actually say they're no longer throwing people off of a building, like, you know, because there's no more buildings. Like, when they say that these hostages are being detained, the word detained, rather than being kidnapped, is crazy. Or how about the hostage that was, that they said was let go, and he, she was actually rescued. I mean, she was, they used the word freed, and she was not freed. She was rescued. There's a huge difference on the wording that everybody uses. And I think Israel and the United States is losing a propaganda battle with Hamas. Yeah, I, I'm. why they're splitting words like this, it's just, it's just talk the way it is. I mean, plain language, and it's really it's really a shame. Also, our, one of our winners has to be Donald Trump with his position on mental hospitals. I mean— A hundred percent. You know— Donald Trump, it's funny. He is like the great Kreskin. He, he says is. He says things that everybody, when they hear it, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. But then if someone else, if a, if a Democratic member would actually do what he said, then it's okay. So, for instance, mental, mental institute. Well, Democrats are so worried about all these guns that are the violence, the guy in Maine, all the shootings. The last 17 mass shootings were all people that had mental illness. It's a mental problem. And Donald Trump's calling it out. He's saying, let's put the homeless 
that are mentally ill into mental hospitals. Now. And get them help. Get them help. If, and if you can, and that they can put you back into society, great. But he has to get them off the street. And he's for that. I, I think that that's just a no-brainer. He was also the one that said, build a wall in the build. southern border. That was like against He also it. said they're spying on my campaign. I mean, everything the guy that people called him out for is turning out to be true. It's By the crazy. Way, he also called out uh, the corruption of uh, Ukraine and, uh, and Hunter right. Biden. And he got impeached over that. Right. Terrible. So now we have— And now, the... by the way, people do want—do miss him. You know, now the mean tweets, now that they see what they had in, in three years, two and a half years, they get to see how much they really do miss a little mean tweet every now right. and then. And, and, you know, uh, many of the Democrats are liberal Jewish people, and obviously now they're not feeling safe with all the stuff going on in campus. And that's my first loser of the week. What's going on on these campuses, uh, Columbia, all these campuses, every one of them. It's Ivy just- League especially. Because that's disappointing. That's your, that's your like, you're looking at your uh, creme de la creme, and here it is. You can have Penn, Columbia, Cornell, Harvard. I mean, I'm just naming that all, you know, Princeton's a winner just because you don't really hear of Princeton or Brown right now. Because, but it's, uh, but, you know, those, it, by the way, it's Gen Z. That's, that's, so you want to know the generation. That's where, you know, they're a loser. That whole generation is a loser as far as I'm concerned. And I think these colleges are real losers because they're supposed to teach the kids how to conduct and uh, themselves and be successful in the world. And, and allowing this hate speech, not free speech, on campus is horrible. Years ago, um, I was uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which at the time was the number one hospital in America. I gave them a large gift, and I had the opportunity to pay it off over five years. And they made me sign a legal document. It was essentially like a loan document that if I didn't pay this gift, the proportionate amount over five years, I don't know whether the school put it in their budget to to use the, I mean, the hospital put it in their budget to use the money. But I had to sign this legal document, and this legal document had the right to sue me if I didn't pay the gift. But not only that, it had a lot of these ethic clause ethics clauses. And I'm wondering now, because I'm watching this guy, Leon Cooperman, he's a famous hedge fund guy. He gave $50 million to Columbia. And I'm wondering if he has some of these scumbag lawyers, personal injury attorneys, who are a lot of them are my friends, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they're they're essentially in a field where they're ambulance chasers and they're doing things. I wonder if these documents that Leon Cooperman and the rest of the world sign where they gave these large gifts over time had ethics clauses where they could claw back this money. If Columbia starts to get sued in all these places, that get sued by these hedge fund guys that gave hundreds and billions of millions of dollars where, you know, in that document it says the school has to adhere to certain religious rights and and free speech and this and that. I don't know what the words are. But if they start getting sued and there's big cases and there's class action against these universities— are they going to are they going to change their stance on this? Well, that's a real speech? interesting uh, point because you got uh, Ron uh, Lauder from SD Lauder, you got uh, Bill Ackman from you know from Harvard. Each each 
of these institutions. I mean, I would say, why would you? Let's say you're in year one of your money. Would you want? Why would you want to give more? You should be able to get out of it. How can you give another four years to something that is against your whole being? Gavi, that's a perfect point. You've you've spelled it out a lot better than I just did. If I have four more years left to give my whatever amount of money it is, and now they're doing this crap on camera. You should be allowed to get out. I want to get out. I don't I don't want to support that school that's anymore. That's not your views anymore. No. They they're the ones that changed the views. <laughs> and I want my money back because the because when the one of the biggest jobs of a university president or a hospital president is fundraising. Right. That's what they do. Right. You know, they don't sit down and figure out, you know, schedules for students. Right. They fundraise. Right. So now they misrepresented the politics of the school. I agree. So, you know, that's, you know, they're, think, lo they're losers, right. big losers. I agree. Another big loser, I think, is um, uh, MSNBC. Right. You know, it's kind of crazy that a Jewish guy... Except for Morning Joe right now. Yeah, Morning Joe, <laughs> but okay. the Joy, Joy Reid. Oh. Tell us about Joy Reid. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's a fine line. If, I, if she's, she's representing a network that's basically taking the side of like almost like Hamas. Like she can't even differentiate Hamas and Palestine. She can't realize that they're a terrorist group that lives amongst the Palestinians and that the Palestinians aren't free because of Hamas. So even if you wiped out every Jew, the Palestinians will still not be free because Hamas is still controlling them because they run the country. So just like Hamas, there's a lot of Americans there's a Palestinian Americans that want to leave. Hamas isn't letting them leave. Hamas is keeping them in Palestine. Um, the United States is demanding our Americans back, and we can't do anything, which is bizarre. It's bizarre that they are holding America, Palestinian Americans, and Hamas is saying, no, we're going to keep them here. As what, human shields? Well, let's talk about that. When Ukraine, um, when Ukraine was invaded, all the countries around Ukraine, like Poland, accepted the Ukrainians to with come— With open arms. With open arms. Are any of the countries— And the United States. And the United States. Look what's going on with the, with the Palestinians in Gaza. Nobody wants them. Nobody. Would you want a Hamas terrorist living in your country? So now let me, so now let me ask you a question. So, you know, with— with the way our Congress is, the way you get a lot of like refugees that come in here, they make up a pocket, and just like in uh, Dearborn, you could have a big uh, uh, Palestinian pocket, and they, that's how they uh, chose uh, uh, Talib. And let's say we have refugees coming in from Guatemala, Ecuador, uh, Nicaragua, Ukraine. We're taking them all in, and one of the reasons why they're, they – try to come here is they say that they're in danger of a drug cartel in Ecuador and I don't want my kid to be killed or have to go into this gang. And our country says, okay, that's good enough. Maybe we'll let you stay here. Well, let me ask you, if you're a Palestinian and you're saying, I want nothing to do with this Hamas, but I got to flee. I got to get out of here because if I stay here, Israel, I might be in like harm's way. There is a Hamas member living 200 yards from me, and Israel might strike and send a missile. So if I want to come to the United States, are they going to turn me down? 
Because I know there's a lot of people, Democrats in Congress. That I would, would say, hope so. But I think there's a lot of people in Congress that would say yes. So now what? But ha- if you remember, what does- back in the day when George W. Bush was president of the United States, was it George Bush or Donald Trump? I forget. One of them said no Arabs allowed in the country. I think it, I think it was Bush, wasn't it? Ben, can you check that out? I think during the time of 9-11... If it he wasn't put a him, ba- it was definitely Trump. Yeah, <laughs> he put a ban. I think it was George Bush. He put a ban right. on no Arabs traveling to the United States. Was it George W. Bush? I think we should yes, do that. Yes, it was that. George W. Bush right after 9-11. Right after 9-11. Right. We should do that right now. Because we've already, the Americans have already been attacked not 30 times or 27 right. times or whatever it is in this And our war. border's open. And our border's wide open. Coming across that border, it's so ridiculous. I think, I think they should do what George W. Bush right now, draw a line in the stand. Come on, make a stance. But I'm saying is if you don't think there will be pushback from Congress, from the Democratic Congress, that would say, I want them here as refugees. And then would you want to live? Would you want to live next to a Palestinian? Well, I mean, that's that's an important point, because right now, you know, we're jumping around all over the place. But right now you have Joe Biden, where now there's a smoking gun. There's a $200,000 check from his brother. I think the urgency of finding out if Joe Biden is in the tank to China through his son, and China is in the tank, obviously, to Iran, they need that 4 million barrels of oil every day. I mean, I think there's a sense of urgency to see if Joe's on the on the take because it's really really bad what's going on with the the amount of people that are pouring across this border. Now, you you were talking about it to me last night this caravan that's coming in. It's it's insane. And by the way, the guy who is running the caravan is a US Mexican citizen. He's a dual citizen. And he called out Joe Biden saying, it's your fault. He says, you guys have a broken thing. All these countries, he says, are laughing. They all got together. All these countries said, come on in. They're giving us tickets to anywhere we want to go. Come on in. And they're laughing that what they have done, they think that they're, they think that they're, the border's still closed. It's not closed. It's wide open. But, um. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sitting there and look, you know, I at the beginning I liked Joe Biden. I liked his story. His story was, you know, he knew his way around Congress. He knew his way around Washington. He was, you know, uh, uh, I'd like his stance down the middle. But you know, now I'm getting really concerned. They have pictures with his son, you know, with the business associates. They have money going into his account. They have 21 shell corporations. They have. With this whole Israeli war, all this rhetoric where he well, won't call Iran wait, out. Wait, I got one for you. So here's how you know that he's still in the tank with, uh, for China. He's not saying anything, and that's how you know China is aligned with uh, Iran, is China took Israel off the maps of China. Did you know that? No. So all the maps will have Palestine, will have Jordan, will have Egypt, but Israel no longer exists on the map. So they're basically— Wow. So that's China. Where is the United States saying to China? What does that mean? 
What does that mean that you wiped like you wiped Israel off the map? Yeah. Isn't that what uh, isn't that what Iran is basically saying that they want to do is wipe them off the map? Yes. So why isn't so why isn't Joe Biden saying anything? Well, it's terrible the fact that 30 Americans or 27 Americans have been attacked or, or bases or or whatever, and and all he's done so far is send two missiles to an empty warehouse. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, I think Don't. America's in Don't. a. What? Don't. 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 We're going to have a Saturday night li live skit where he's going to have his wife there and he's going to go, don't. Right. Don't. <laughs> or he's going to say to Hunter, don't. Right. How, many times don't. Do you, how many times do you think he said to Hunter, don't do it? And Hunter said, just don't. one more line. Don't. One more line. But I mean, I, I think America's in, in crisis. Is this president compromised? If he's not, he's not. But now's the time. He's got to turn everything over and he's got to say whether it's, you know, uh, what does China have over this guy that now all he's saying on TV is we're supporting Israel? He sends two aircraft carriers over there, but he hasn't done shit to defend anything. No, because because China is has him. That, and we got to get to the bottom line we got, of that. We need to get to the bottom line Because China is with the Iran, and uh, and Biden is uh, is basically he's. You know, right? He has to. He has to do something. And by the way, all this stuff. He's the guy who mentioned the word "maga extremist." The word "extremist." They use that on the podium a hundred times. And when Peter Ducey of Fox News asked uh, the press secretary uh, Jean Pierre, uh, said. Uh, Asked her, are these people that are protesting against the Jews, the, the Palestinians, are any of them extreme? And she couldn't, she couldn't say yes. But yet, she's you, terrible. Uh, but MAGA, I think everybody she's the that's worst. a MAGA is an extremist. And uh, that, I mean, they're basically they divide the country where Republicans. Except, I think there's a lot of people right now. And there's a lot of a lot, most of all the Jews are waking up knowing who's on their side, who's not. There is no more. There is no more guessing. That's the one thing that came out of this. Jews know one thing. They know who's on their side and who's not on their well, side. Well, look, I'm Jewish. I'll tell our 130,000 listeners or whatever we have now, 135,000. It's but I have never felt. Uh, uncomfortable being a Jewish person. Now I do. I never realized that you see all these people on campuses that hate, or saying words, kill the Jews. Can you imagine 10,000 people standing on the steps of Columbia screaming, kill all black people? Grand Central Station. The kill airport all black in people. How about, the, how about the airport where they tried to, when a plane... Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. And I was talking to my daughter uh, about this, uh, and she's over thirty. She went to Columbia, and I, you know, and she's as liberal as the day I is know. long. I'm waiting. I'm, I can't uh, wait to hear that word. No, no, I voted she, for Trump. That I can't no, wait to she hear will that. And Sam, I, vote for Trump. You know what she said to me, and I'm going to read it off of my paper. She said, "Dad, I want to tell you, there's 1.2 billion Muslims." And they have one Nobel Peace Prize. There's 15 million Jews, and they have a quarter of all the Nobel Peace Prizes given in America. So, I mean, in the world. So it's just really a crime. What's I, I don't understand well, why people hate the Jews so well, much. Maybe because, 
years ago when they fled, they fled with diamonds and they became the bankers. And, and well, that's all they could take. They, they, they lost their houses. They were thrown out of everything they had. So their possessions, you could only carry what you can get. Right. So they, so they became the financiers. But, I, I mean, it's— But I, I have, have another uh, stat for Sam, and that stat is that uh, Jews make up 2% of the United States— 2% of the population of the United States. 60% of the hate crimes in the United States are against the Jews. So how, That's an incredible statistic. So they make up 2%, but 60% of the hate crimes, yet nobody is talking about anti-Semitic. They're talking about, you know, I know BLM, Black Lives Matter, but Jews, no, nothing, nothing counts. Like, they don't mean anything. Matter of fact, there's a lot of blacks out there that you got to look at and say, Jews are looking at them and say, hey, we were on your side on so many of these different things. You abandoned us. And it's like kind of like, uh, it's kind of sad, you know, for that it, to happen. Well, it is sad that, um, first of all, it's sad that this whole thing is, is, is so public now. I never felt it before. I really didn't. I, you know, I understood, you know, there was some... Um, animosity or maybe there were some feelings towards the Jewish people. I just never saw real hate, right. real hate. But so, and then I guess, I don't know, what do you think about this Gen X? Well, uh, yeah, well, they're Gen Z, so here's Gen my, Z. So yeah, let me, Gen so Z. Let me ask you a question. I can't even say it. Yeah, but let me ask you a question about that. Gen Z, so Gen now X. they're in school. Now you get to see them. They're, they're now in your colleges from from Tulane University, NYU, Temple University, University of Miami, FIU, you name the college, sir. All the Gen Zs are there demonstrating for Hamas, Palestine and Hamas. So they're ready to go into the working world. They're ready to go in to be politicians. This is where our country, this is the future of our country. How scary is would you want to hire would you want to hire i would look sit back and you're going to start seeing you talk about discrimination you talk about people that wanted to have equity and who to hire if i'm running a, a company and i saw someone that was demonstrating for hamas a terrorist organ i'm not hiring them well how do you even know who you're you know it's like i said i am jewish and I never knew there. I knew there was some hate, but I never knew it was so vocal. So now, I don't run a large business anymore. I did before. I have five thousand employees. And how do you know when you're hiring somebody if they really have this hate in their heart? How do you know? Well, you don't know. But one way you would know some is if Attorney General Garland would would start arresting. Where is he? I mean, he he's... just announced that he arrested the kid from Cornell. Like, so he had one, one person. Who I mean, they, that was so egregious. Yeah, so Why don't had, you tell us what that Cornell story is about? Oh, just, just a student that wants to uh, wrote down that he wants to uh, code on for everybody that if you see a Jew, kill him. If you see a girl, rape her. Uh, That's he, all he did. He wanted to shoot <laughs> up. He wanted to shoot up the dining room where majority of the Jewish people live. Right. He told anybody, uh, throw him over a bridge, you know, and, uh, you know, his parents think that he's just going through a little depression right now. But you got, you got Garland, who, where the country's upset, is they want to see equal justice. So here's a guy that was worried about uh, parents that go to a school board meeting, and the parents are upset that their girl, little girl, is in a, is in a bathroom, and a guy with a penis is going into the ladies' bathroom and 
Garland's taking the side that he should be able to do that because he's he's for all that, rather than maybe a separate bathroom for transgender. So anybody who was against that, he was against those parents. He was against... Uh, uh, he put FBI agents were in the churches. He was worried about domestic terrorism. Yet you can have a congressman, Bowman, who sits there on a videotape, pulls a fire alarm, takes the signs. So he's, he's an African-American congressman. Congressman. He stopped a vote to get a Speaker of the House, why Israel is in a war, why Ukraine is in a war, why we needed someone— And he ripped the sign off that said fire alarm. Right, and he lied, but now the tape comes there, and they made him a deal where in three months they'll drop all the uh, charges and everything. He had to pay a little bit of a fine. $1,000. A $1,000 fine, where it was a federal building. There is a woman from Iowa that put her big toe into the Capitol building on January 6th that she has to defend herself, spend thousands of dollars, and she's looking at a year in jail. Now, why isn't this federal building and what he did, why isn't Garland saying, oh, no, you're going to jail. We got the video. This is an open and shut case. This is easy. How about tossed out of Congress? Right, I mean, how about get, get rid of him? But to let him go, yeah. to let him go and say it's no big deal. But Donald Trump, who said march peacefully during general and asked, and there was no uh, national guard there that they want to throw the book at. So everybody sits there, and it just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. The the fact that this guy gets a pass, and I don't know. If you're a Republican, you don't get the same. Yeah, if you're a white Republican guy, are you going to jail for that? Probably. Right. Well, if you're a white Republican Jew, they yeah. give you the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Oh, man. <sighs> anyway, one of the real losers of the week, great, great guy, Matthew Perry. Uh, um, yeah. Here's a guy, rich, famous, great career, funny show. We were talking about it back in the day. How many people watched that? It was like a, 40 million, 50 million, 60 million. We're watching his show well, every don't get week. That yeah. We don't get that anymore. What's a big show? 8 million. I, I think 2 million people well, that, watch well, CNN. You have all the streaming services yeah. now, so you'll never have something like that. And, you know, people didn't realize about, like, you know, his stepfather was Keith Morrison, the guy from uh, Dateline. Uh, you had his mom was press secretary to uh, Pierre Trudeau, which is unbelievable. He was actually in school in class with Justin Trudeau uh, in Canada, in Ottawa. And uh, yeah, here's a guy. Here's a guy that uh, really wanted to help a ton of people that had uh, dependency. And it shows you all the money he had, the house he lived in. We had he Matt, could beat it. Yeah, one of our great guests, go back on what epi- I don't know what episode, his name was Matt Lunsford. He was former addict, and he became a multimillionaire. Great episode. Great episode. One of our best episodes, but they are all great, Gavi. Um, but he was talking about the struggle of an addict, and you don't know after you listen to Matt Lunsford's story if Matthew Perry is a winner or a loser because he's out of pain now. I mean, how many rehab? How many? How much money? How many rehabs did he, he go he spent to? Like I think nine million dollars. Nine million trying to get so- sober sobriety. Mm-hmm. And how many rehabs? It was in some crazy amount. Like, yeah, I mean, he tried. He was up to fifty 
opioids, Oxycontins a day. That's he's taking two an hour. So maybe he's two a piece. Maybe he's a winner. Maybe so, I mean, he's a piece now. I don't know. Well, that's but, why he, when he drowned. That's why I don't think it's a heart attack. I mean, he drowned. That means like he took something. He took something that uh, that basically. Uh, Made him, you know, go under and he passed out, and that's fell how he asleep in the water. Fell asleep in the water. It's like a Whitney Houston deal. Yeah. And uh, you know what's kind of crazy is, uh, you know, it shows you how hard it was for him to do it. That's why Hunter Biden, who was this addict, who was, by the way, making deals, making deals in Ukraine and in China, and giving money to to his helping get money for his father. When he went and lived in the White House, that cocaine packet now, who do you think it was? I don't know. Could be Hunter Biden. Yeah. I know, but I, I mean, don't Because you can't beat it so easy. You can't beat it. Here's a guy, Matthew Perry, and it's very sad. He was 54 years old. He lives in this $20 million house. Not that that means shit. But he had this addiction, and he died alone. He died alone. I mean, whether he, it was drugs, he's in this jacuzzi, played pickleball in the morning, he died alone. He spent $9 million trying to get sober. He was in 50 rehabs, and he, and he dies alone. And he was inspiration for people. That's the sad part is there's a lot of people that looked up to him to say, if he can do it, I can do it, or something like that. Now it kind of looks back and saying, if he can't do it, uh, who can? Who can? I mean, this guy has unbelievable. I mean, he has. I saw this Jennifer Aniston on TV talking about him. You know, she was on the show Friends with him. And, you know, by the way, she's so gorgeous. Why can't she get a guy? I mean, does she have a hygiene problem or something? <laughs> I'm look at this Jennifer Aniston. I'm like, why don't you have a fucking guy? I mean, you it are is, behind. It is bizarre. Like, does she it? have a hygiene problem? I don't is know, there something? She is, I mean, she is. She is. Uh, does she not she's, shower? She's, I don't know. She's really pretty, and it's like that is amazing. I mean, it really is. I amazing. mean, she's got that. I'm the whole look, the hair, the legs. She's never been married. I know she was, but she gets these guys. They last six months. I don't know whether she's a complete bitch or what her story is. I mean, but she just can't keep a guy. Anyway, he had all these great didn't, friends. Didn't, uh, didn't that guy uh, leave her at the altar in uh, Friends? Yeah, Rachel Green yeah, got yeah, left yeah. At the altar? And then didn't she go out with Brad Pitt? She went out with Brad Pitt for a while, yeah. right? But I think he wanted to get back. Were they married? I, I, were they married, Brad, Ben? But I, I think Brad... I don't know if they were married, but I'm looking up right here, and it says that um, Jennifer Aniston <clears throat> uh, would love a relationship, but she has no interest in marriage. Ooh, I'm a candidate. <laughs> Jennifer, right here. But you got to tell me if you have a hygiene problem. I, mean, I need to know in advance. But she was You know, famous. I drive a small car, you know? <laughs> she was married to Brad Pitt oh, from she was 2000 married? to 2005. Right. Okay. I'm glad we cleared that up. Now, our last, well, I don't know if it's a winner or a loser, is California, Gavi, raised minimum wage to 20 bucks. Now you and I are on different sides of this. I'll let you go first and then I'll then I'll I'll pipe in. Well, I'm going to win this one, so maybe you should go cuz I'm against it. I think it's I a think, stupid I think it's the dumbest thing right, in the well, world. Why don't you lay the foundation and explain okay. $20 for what? So it, they raised uh the minimum wage in California uh that Newsom signed in it goes into effect I think today. That it's for all fast food restaurants, only fast food restaurants, and only fast food restaurants that do not make their own bread on the premises. So that means Subway, 
technically that doesn't affect Subway, but it does affect McDonald's, Wendy's, probably In-N-Out uh, things, Burger King. And uh, so McDonald's immediately raised the price of their of their sandwiches. So did Chipotle. They raised their prices. And um, and what's going to happen is now everybody thinks, okay, now they're going to get their this extra money. But now it's going to cost – the person who's making their million dollars a year, he doesn't care what a Big Mac costs. He doesn't even know what it really is. But the person who has three kids at home knows that when you raise the price, so that's going to hurt them. The second thing is, you know, minimum wages for full-time employees. So there's always ways to get around the system. So if you're a full-time employee, I think it's like 38 hours a week. Well, with all these illegal immigrants coming into California and they want them to work and have a right to work, well, all you have to do is say, hey, Guillermo, you want to work 30 hours a week? Do you have any uh, family members? I can hire you all 30 hours a week. He can hire five of them. I'll give you $10 an hour. Guillermo was making a dollar fifty in the Dominican and per hour. He's now or a day, and now he's getting uh, ten fifty an hour working at McDonald's. Who gets? Who's going to lose out? The person that had a job, the person that had a job. Or how about this? How about we get a a, a robot or a computer? And now let's just fire them because eventually you're starting to see it now. We need less employees there. Now hire a manager and one other person. And at the end of the day, the person getting $20 an hour, that was not supposed to be a job to have a wife and four kids. McDonald's originally was a job for a kid in college making it for the next step up in life, or maybe just himself, or maybe a wife, but certainly it wasn't supposed to be a job to say, hey, I got four kids uh, for it. So I think well, at the I'm end, gonna we're going to I'm going to take the other side of this because I, I've been in McDonald's a lot with my son. My son loves McDonald's. And when they changed the menu to breakfast all day, he liked those pancakes. So we'd go sometimes if we were going out to dinner, he wanted to go for the pancakes. And I didn't, ha you know, there were some young kids working there, but I really, most of the people that I saw that were working there were in their 30s or maybe their high 20s. And I think that $20 an hour is $800 a week or $40,000 a year. I think that that, that's a fair wage. I, I, I'm in agreement that they should raise minimum wage to $20 an hour. I, I think anything less than that is tough. And these people that are making $20 an hour are going to go in the supermarket and spend money, are going to go to a fast food store and going to spend money. They're going to have an extra two, they're going to have an extra hundred bucks a week over what they were making, $5,000 a year. That's a huge amount of money. Is that right? Yeah, it's hundred But that extra $3 an hour, if every Everything starts going up in price, it's like going back down. So the person, that hamburger, they're raising it maybe a dollar, dollar twenty. Now all of a sudden you have a you have a family of four. Okay, so each meal is an extra, you know, four or five dollars. I agree with you in, in that regard. That's the that person it's, that's that, the, that, that the price is going to go up. But I, also, I go through the drive-through line at Starbucks all the time. I get a, a grande 
um, iced coffee. Some mornings it's $4.16. Some mornings it's $4.23. Some days it's four twenty nine. They never charge but me they the give, same they amount. They give more than the minimum wage, so it doesn't affect Starbucks. You're also, it's your choice. You could go there. You can go to Dunkin' Donuts. Some people don't really have a choice. They go to McDonald's because they've, in their mind, McDonald's means you get a quality meal for the price. Do you go to Starbucks? No, I don't like the line. It's too long. But okay. I like Starbucks coffee. I buy it for my house. All right, let me, I don't, let me I don't like the line. Okay. When you go in somewhere, whether it's Tropical Smoothie or wherever you go, and there's a tip jar there. Do you leave a dollar? Do you put a dollar in the tip jar? Like at my gym in the morning, we all get smoothies after we work out. These vegan smoothies, yes, they have a I tip do. jar like this. I do. And, you know, if my if the smoothie's $10.12, there's 88 cents change, I throw it in the cup. Right. Because I, you know. I don't even cha- want change. I don't even want change Nobody wants cup. change anymore. I mean, you right. know, it's like, you know, the supermarket. You get some change. Well, what are you going to do with it? You know, you, you put it in a jar in your house. But... Maybe they should do that instead of raise minimum wage. Have a tip jar at McDonald's somewhere. People Someone throw would them. steal it. <laughs> Someone would steal the tip jar. Someone would always be leaving every hour. There, would go, there goes the tip jar. I mean, I mean, what do you think? It's an honest society here? I mean, you're going to have to put that in glass. You won't be able to put your money in the tip jar because the guy who puts a dollar in takes out ten. Well, there is a a Seinfeld episode. You ever see that episode (laughs) where George Costanza, he goes into this pizza parlor and he orders a sliced pizza. And after he he pays for it, he goes to put the tip in the jar and the pizza maker turns around to get the pizza out of the oven and doesn't see him put the tip in the jar. So he doesn't get any credit for the tip. (laughs) So he tries to pull the buck out of the thing, you know, and re-put it in when the guy's looking. But the guy looks when he's pulling it out. So he thinks he's, he's stealing the money out of the tip jar. It's a very funny episode. Boy, I miss that Larry David and that Seinfeld. It was great, but that, no, but that's like you know. So you have you have those uh, those you know the other things that they have right now is you can do it instead of a tip jar. You could have it where you know when they they give you that machine where you put your credit card in and all of a sudden it tells you what type of tip you want to do. Yeah. So they could maybe McDonald's can turn the thing around. So you can then, here's your credit, because I don't know if people are paying, if Gen Z is playing with credit cards oh, or cash. they're all paying with uh, their whatever so it is using, on their they're phone. they're not using cash at McDonald's? Apple Pay, yeah, they use their Apple phone. Pay. I don't Apple, even know Apple how Pay, to... so even at fast food, they're not using cash, they're using Apple Pay. So then, yeah. you know what? Mm-hmm. They turn the machine around, and you can say what type of tip. Because I was just at a local place here, and I'll tell you what they did that I noticed. When they brought the machine over and you give your credit card... And you had to give the tip. They, you know how it used to say 15%, 18%, 20%, 25% or other? Well, now they started it at 20 25 30 35 and then other. I never saw 35 Like, you feel like if you give 20 now, if you give 20 now, that's at the lowest tier where it forces you. That's interesting. So now your your mindset is... I've never seen that. Yeah, I, I just saw it. So now all of a sudden, because things are going up, so now I'm thinking, okay, so now you're, you're they're telling me to give 25, and now that's still not even like... What do you ch- give? What's typical? 25. 20, you 20 give 20 25? 20, depends. 20 to 25. Yeah. Lot, you know, sometimes at the more expensive restaurants, I just do a flat 20, then unless, you know, if it's on the alcohol, it's alcohol. It's, it's, right. I don't think I have to give 25. 
20. And what place? I, I missed that. What place is 35? They have that on there? Yeah. They like, ha- I know at Whole Foods, they have now a... They raised that part. Yeah, they raised that. And, Where do you tip at Whole Foods? Um, They have another... Th- you can tip going in a coffee machine, the oh. coffee's place. But now at Whole Foods, they have like that... You scan your palm. Did you see that? You don't That's even need your phone. Cool. You just scan your palm. That's cool. And like Does it it's light up cheap. <laughs> cheap. Yeah. 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 They have a light. This one doesn't give nothing. The blue lights for the for the start. But yeah. So anyway, that's like a new thing where all of a sudden I have to get used to that. Where like all of a sudden you you look like you're a poor tipper if you're giving twenty because that's the bottom tier now. So anyway, Gavi, I have to, let's go back to the um, winners and losers. We're winners. The weather down here in South Florida, how, how about this last week? Well, Colorado, Denver had, it was, uh, it was 16 degrees. Philadelphia is now 31 degrees. It's cold. It's damp. Uh, all that means is more traffic for us because right. the people here in are going to, they're going to come on down here. It just means more traffic for us. So we're free. We're not in a war. We're here in Boca Raton. The weather's unbelievable. We're winners. We're grateful. We're healthy. Yeah. And, and we are podcast superstars. And, and we got, by the way, and we got people that are now going to sit there and say uh, that, that voted for Joe Biden. This is the biggest, longest, I told you so, that, that Republicans are going to say, I told you so. And they can say that for, a, for they can shout it out of buildings. So we are on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Apple, and Instagram. And um, once again, thank you very much for listening to us this week, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good. We'll take care. Take care. Cause I'm on